Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. Today we have a small taste, an appetizer, a short snippet of one of Jeremy's recent teachings covering the key point or key doctrine from that sermon. It's a short, easy to digest, and encouraging sample from a bigger lesson. We hope you enjoy it. All these are situations that are causes for natural worry. Now, a lot of them were in this category too. Tragedy, uh, difficulty, even disaster. Now, these cause great distress to our soul because usually we're aching because of love for someone else and something is happening, and it often causes us to blame God or doubt that God is really good or that God is, has some good purpose for this. So these are dangerous areas. When we face a tra tragedy, a difficulty, a disaster in the Christian way of life, if we respond the wrong way, it could really be a tragedy as far as our Christian way of life, our spiritual life. So these are key promises to keep you from falling into the blame God mentality or the, you know, God does, this, this, is God really good? I mean, does he really have my best interests in mind? Romans 8.28, we've mentioned this the last few weeks, right? In connection with the Joseph story, because I call this the uh, New Testament version of Genesis 50.20, where Joseph told his brothers, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. So Romans, which comes right after Acts, Romans 8.28. Again, we know these verses, right? But we go to these verses, we memorize these verses, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. First of all, how do we know? Well, we know from Scripture, from the stories that we have learned. This gets back to my favorite place to go, is the stories in Scripture. You know, identify with Joseph, identify with Job, identify with David, identify with Daniel, identify with Jesus, identify with Paul, identify with Stephen, right? Identify with Peter. You know, identify with these people in the sufferings that they went through. And through that, we know that God causes all things to work together for good. That doesn't mean everything that happens is good. That's not what the verse says, right? It doesn't say everything that happens is good in your life. It says everything is working together for good. You can think of your life like pieces. This piece is a good piece. This piece doesn't look so great. This is a, this is a terrible piece. This is a pretty good piece. Oh, I really love this piece. Okay. And, and most of the time, we just want to live in the really good pieces, right? And it's, it's natural. Um, what happens to your spiritual life when everything's just really peachy, though? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you able to keep up the intensity of your prayer life? Are you able to search the Scripture? Are you doing that when everything's like peachy and perfect? and you know, it, not, not typically. It's not the human way. The human way is, oh, go on. Cruise control in the Christian life. And just sit back and enjoy it. And then when we have difficult time, what happens? Suddenly, like, we're in the Bible. We need answers. We're praying, right? We're coming to the Lord, you know? So, in the end, all these pieces of your life, whether they're dull or beautiful, dark, together they're working together for some good end. My grandfather would do uh, stained glass. He did stained glass for decades. And uh, he did the Methodist church where we lived in, in uh, Paris, Texas, where I grew up. And uh, it's, a, it's a huge, amazing 
church. Uh, I don't know how high it goes up, but it reminds you of something you might see in Europe or something. But, um, and he did all those windows with a, a team, you know. He did it throughout his life. Now, if you look at just some of the pieces of glass, you'd say, that's ugly. It is an ugly color. Uh, but if you look at them in the whole panorama of the panel, it's beautiful. And, and that's the way of looking at your life, that there are dark spots, places that are not beautiful, but in the end, God is working together to a beautiful panorama. Okay? And, and we can trust this promise because we've seen it in the lives of others. Okay? Those, this is true for those who love God, which is all believers. That is, those who are called according to His purpose. This is all believers. Okay? So, God is at work in your life to bring about some good end. We can't see the end from the beginning, but we know Him who can see the end from the beginning. And so, again, we're to trust Him. We're to trust Him. Let's go to another one, John 16, 33. I, I use this one a lot whenever I'm being opposed. <laughs> uh, sometimes you get opposed as a pastor. I'm sure you get opposed too. I don't, I don't know all the details of your life, but you do. But you'll notice in John 16, part of the end of the, the um, discourse here, these things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. Speaking of the things he's just described. So evidently what he just described could be cause for not having peace. But he wanted them to have peace. He says, in the world you have tribulation or distress or affliction. But take courage, I have overcome the world. Okay, you do have uh, affliction. You do have distress. You do have difficulty in this world. Some people have come to me and said, well, this, see, this means the church is going to be in the tribulation. The 70th week of Daniel. No, no, no. It's just a common word. It means affliction, distress, difficulty. This is not talking about the future tribulation. You're not going to be in that. But in this world, you are going to have difficulty. You're going to have distress. He says, but take courage. I've overcome the world. So how does this work? Well, the command is take courage. The situation is trouble or dis distress. The basis for doing this uh, taking courage, is He has overcome the world. Has He not? Has the Lord Jesus Christ not overcome the world? They put Him to death, but God raised Him. And He ascended through the heavenlies, Hebrews, and He took His seat at the right hand of the Father on high. Now He sits high above all rulers and authorities in the supreme place in the universe. Oh uh, yeah, He overcame. Okay? And on that basis, see, you and I can take courage because guess what? We are in him. And if He has overcome the world, guess what? We have overcome the world in Him. We already have all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ, Ephesians 1, 3, and 4, and 5, and 6, and 7, and 8, and 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14. We have all spiritual blessings in Christ. We have already overcome the world. 1 John 4 tells us, Greater is He who is in us than he who is in the world. The Spirit indwells us. So in Christ's absence, He sent the Spirit, right, to be our comforter, to be our encourager. We can take courage because He has overcome the world. And guess what? We have overcome the world because we are in Him. So take courage, right? Take courage. It's the promise of God. You, you claim the promise. And you keep claiming it until you are trusting. Thank you for joining us today on Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. If you found the lesson insightful, 
please consider subscribing below so that you don't miss any additional teachings from Jeremy. And if you're looking for additional resources or additional formats, links are in the description below. But above all, we want you to be encouraged and exhorted by the very Word of God. We hope that Jeremy is opening it up to you in a way that makes it even more understandable than what you've known in the past. So until next time, take care.